Hi, fam. How you doing, all? Welcome to We Ship It. That sounded mm-hmm. country. It sounded great. <laughs> Are you guys ready to talk about another Shakespeare classic? <laughs> the Taming of the Shrew, Catherine and Petruchio. Lots of thoughts on this. I'm sure you all have them too. So what do we think? Do we ship it? Listen to find out. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast. Today we are talking about a very controversial Shakespeare classic, <laughs> The Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> I am super interested to hear what everyone has to say on this, Steph. You too, um, Devin. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I didn't read any of your answers to prepare, so I'm going to be completely surprised by what you think. Samesies. Uh, <laughs> but I guess let's get into it. <laughs> let's do it. But before we do, Devin, please mm-hmm. give our listeners an update on uh, your Gilmore Girls travels. I finished. I finished the he original. Finished. <laughs> I finished the original, and I started... Um, what is it? Years in the life of? I don't know what that is. I don't know what it's the called. The four part series. Yeah. What is that? What it's called? The year in the life of. Yep. I think that's a year in the life. I think. Year in the life. I think okay. that's what it is. Uh, yeah. I'm in. I'm towards the end of winter. Ooh. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about it. We'll get. We to can that. do that soon, Devin. We can do that soon. Dev, I don't know if he wants to though. He's got some opinions. I got some That's opinions, and I don't know he's if got I'm, gonna, some I'm probably going to be shredded for them. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, you guys! We have a Gilmore Girls series. Y'all are going to be the first to know. Obviously, you are because ah, why wouldn't please. you be? But other question for Devin before we mm-hmm. get going: What are you thankful for this week, bro? Uh, so this past weekend was the musical that i've been co-directing and it's been crazy busy the past mm-hmm. past month has been a blur all of april has been a blur um, are you wearing beads devin I, I am. <laughs> so today was like <laughs> today was like a, why can you hear them no i just love them i uh, think they're great uh it was a sunshine super bowl like out, outdoorsy activity so they were handing out like oh spirit fun beads. um anyways show went well show was amazing and i'm just really appreciative to now be less Free. focused on that and more <laughs> focused on like okay the end of the year's coming we're just getting ready to roll on um that's good prepping for vacation and for summer and seeing people and doing things so I'm ready for it. I'm so proud of you, Devin. That Thanks. was such an undertaking. It was dude. huge. Oh and I'm excited to do it all over again. Um, but yes, I was exhausted and I was so proud of the kids. And I'm thankful for the community that we built. So looking forward Good. to next year. Oh, yeah. And for me, for I'm you. thankful for me mom i'm just gonna say it love me you mom. mom i'm thankful for you Aww. we went to richmond the other day and we saw fiddler on the roof and it <gasps> yes. was very exciting um which that's another one we should add to our list actually Devin. you really should we, we have really three people to talk should. about there but yeah, either do. way 
So that's our lives. There's the update. Devin is done with Gilmore Girls. Thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> I did it, guys. Went a lot I faster did it. than I thought you were gonna. Yeah, go you were pounding seasons, me so. the entire time, and I was I doing a okay. I am very shocked and excited about this. That's because I solely binged that. that. I didn't binge anything else. I have a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Bridgerton season two, oh, Moon Knight. That's There's a lot the of one, stuff Devin. that I need to get okay. up on. No. Yes, I'm fine. excited to get to uh, Bridgerton and Moon Knight and all those other things and we'll everything do all in between. The things. Looking forward to just watching and experiencing new things outside yes. of Gilmore Girls, outside of Stars Hollow. <laughs> He's done with Stars Hollow, y'all. He's shaking the dust off his boots. Nah, it was, and it was good. I really enjoyed town. it. But uh, I also need some other variety in my life. Lorelai okay. and Rory are too much sometimes. They they can be too much, and we will talk <laughs> plenty about that. But For sure. right now, we're not talking about Gilmore Girls. Sorry, no, y'all. We I feel ain't. like I talk about them a lot. We are talking about a Shakespeare classic. So without further ado, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's get rolling. Okay, first of all, spoiler alert. Although I always kind of feel stupid when I give a spoiler alert for Shakespeare. For Shakespeare. I'm like, <laughs> by this point, yeah, by this yeah. point, you gotta know. I mean, some people are um, familiar with, I don't know if everyone's as familiar with Taming the Shrew, but it's still a popular one. Yeah, Taming with the Shrew, I think we actually read it in high school. We did. Um, in, yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting choice. Usually they don't bring that one out anymore. At least I thought. You'd know better I than I would I think in know. that one grade, we read... Like three Shakespeare's. I think we read Taming the Shrew, Julius I think Caesar, Hamlet. and Macbeth. Oh, was it? It was Macbeth. Macbeth. I remember yeah. that. We read like three that was in a year. one year, and it was crazy because we don't even get to one. I mean, like ninth grade, we get to Romeo and Juliet, but other grades, they don't do any Shakespeare. That's crazy, isn't it? Maybe they're trying to phase them out. Well, let's pray that they don't do that. Uh, yes. But either way, um, Okay, let's hop into our summary and then we can get talking. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine and Bianca are sisters of a rich father. I forget his name off the top of my head, but the father <laughs> will not allow Bianca, the youngest, who is actually the most sought after sister, to marry until Catherine does, her older sister. But Catherine is considered what the men would call a shrew. So she's mean to those who court her. She's kind of abusive. It's a little weird, honestly. Sometimes I'm like, why are you hitting people? Aren't you like a mature adult woman? <laughs> what is this? But um, she she kind of acts like a 10-year-old ch- child throwing tantrums, all that sort of stuff. Um, For but, reals. So none of these guys want to marry her, although I kind of think sometimes she's just like a, a woman who knows what she wants. We'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, Petruccio is this kind of like... Uh, he wants he's a chasing money type of guy he wants to get married because yep. he wants a dowry all of that um, he Give runs into all these dudes who are in love with Bianca and they're like we need someone to marry Catherine stat so we can like have a chance at Bianca and he takes the challenge Petruccio's like yeah uh, at first, because he wants the large <laughs> dowry, but at some point, I think it sort of turns into a chase for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of excited about it. And the other men who want to marry Bianca encourage him in this endeavor, obviously, because they want Bianca. And they, they both Bianca. sort of like secretly, in weird ways, try to woo Bianca on the side as we're like getting the Petruccio Catherine story. Um, and they're forging their own bets on who's going to get with Bianca. Um, Catherine gives Petruccio a really hard time, but they do end up married very quickly um, Super with quick. the blessing of the father. <laughs> and Petruccio, 
Yeah, uh, Petruchio does kind of this awful stuff after they get married to try and make her less of a shrew, which we will talk about my freaking rage against this throughout this episode. <laughs> but he basically like starves her or something and then like won't, he like acts won't all deranged, sleep. won't yep. let her sleep. Um, and at the end of the play, Catherine is portrayed as the most submissive wife out of all the wives, basically, uh, compared to Bianca and others. Um, so this is a really interesting play. Uh, and I always kind of <laughs> wonder what Shakespeare meant by it. But Shakespeare always has like double meanings and more than For double sure. meanings. So let's dive in and really talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's do it. Yeah. OK. First question here. One of the common themes of the play is that a person's environment and the way he or she is treated by others determines his or her behavior. Do you, Devin, believe this to be true? I actually do. Yeah. Um, we become accustomed to our way of thinking and living because of our environments. Um, your environment easily controls um, how you feel and therefore your own actions. And that's why as a teacher i try to create an environment where students feel encouraged to relax if mm -hmm. they relax they are much more open to trying new things and are especially more accepting of english as a whole right um, sometimes someone will say they don't like something english for example english class um, because they've never had a good experience with it um, however yeah. if you set the environment for them they feel more excited to agree with a certain behavior yeah so yeah i think the thing is that a person's environment and the way that they're treated will definitely change their behavior but i don't believe that it's always predictable how it, how it will change their behavior mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of nature to oh for how sure. you react to nurture that's why like i find that oh, the whole nature versus nurture uh argument very um black and white at times i think that both things are always constantly at play in our lives like you and i mm -hmm. could be dealt the same hand and handle it very differently oh um, for sure but that's not to say that our environments aren't shaping us completely so i do believe the same as you i think it does shape your behavior it just depends the yep. kind of person you are what your behavior is going to change to if that makes sense i'd agree um it'd be it's the same as like Two people go into go to a party like someone would have fun at the party and like engage with um, party festivities while the other one might just sit on the couch the entire time kind of deal. So mm -hmm. um, it yep. just depends on who you are as well. But also you feel you would the party would naturally want to do more party esque stuff at a party versus just like at home by themselves. It's the environment that mm -hmm. kind of creates the behavior. Yep. So. Moving on, is Catherine really a shrew or is it just misperceptions of those around her? I don't know. Catherine's kind of mean. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. She is kind of mean. Like, it does, it does not justify the way that certain men treat her in mm -hmm. any way, shape, or form. I do think, and I actually found this really interesting. I have a comment from one of my coworkers um, we'll talk about later that she gave me, like, some really interesting things to think about. And... Mm -hmm. I think Catherine is trying to challenge the men around her to see, like, 
how they respond to her and if they'll take up the challenge. I think she's a little bit smarter than a lot of people give her credit for. She's not just sort of like mean for no reason. I feel like at first yesterday when I was rereading it, I was like, why is she doing this? (laughs) I do think she was trying to put up a a challenge for a man to accept. I don't know if she wanted the Petruccio response, but I think she was waiting. So, So ultimately, I think she... It seems like she's had something go on in her life that she really wants to weed out all of the fake men. Right. Um, And that's something I think is interesting when it comes to Bianca is a lot of her relationship that we do get to see is in like falseness. It's it's false. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't even know the guy she's falling in love with when she's falling in love with them. Then they have a thing on the side. They're like doing it or whatever. Um, (laughs) And like... Catherine is really trying to parse like who this person is. Like she, right. all the guys that come in and try to woo her, or like the guy who tried to teach her, she just she was like, no, I'm not dealing with your crap. Um, <laughs> but also, like I do think she's a little dramatic about it sometimes. I think it, it's kind of a back and forth for me here. There's definitely unnecessary shrewiness to her at points, but then at the same time, she's justified in trying to make the men right step up. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I'd agree. I, I think I'm kind of caught on this one as well. In my rereading of the play, I I tried to pay careful attention to this point, and I still don't know if I've determined an answer. Um, mm-hmm. A shrew is described as simply, as, as, as especially a woman um, who is ill-tempered or aggressively assertive. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of agree that Kate is a woman who stands up for herself and makes sure that her voice is heard. Does that make her her shrew? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think part of the creation of the play is that it is centered in a man's world. Um, so you take their perception of her for granted and all agree that, yes, she oh, is yeah, a shrew. Oh, yeah, she's a shrew. Right. Yeah, even though um, it's probably just what they think of her, honestly. Right, it's just how they, they see her and like, oh, she is because that's the way that she portrays herself. However, there are definitely times where she does have some, like you mentioned, shrew-like tendencies, uh, like when she's beating on her sister for no reason and all the other randomness. I know. <laughs> so I think that she is just a more assertive person. Um, does that make her a shrew? I don't know. But there are other times where she does just act out and there's not yeah. a real purpose or reason for it. Um, but I do. She seems a little immature, but I'd be interested to see why she acts the way she does. I think that would yeah, give I, us more and I of think a your idea of her having like an ulterior motive of like, um, weeding people out um if she presents a strong front then she knows that she's not going to get some weak guy she's going to get someone who's able to provide for her and blah 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 blah. i don't know if that's the the motive but it's right i think that we're we have to read into it to get that so i don't i don't know what shakespeare's intention was in titling this story and right. in calling her a shrew but if i had to guess giving her the benefit of the doubt that's where my heart would would come from fair enough okay next question for <laughs> petruccio marriage is merely an economic activity and he views Catherine as a challenge what are your thoughts here does he have a point and how is his view of marriage contorted i mean He's not wrong. <laughs> there is an economic component to marriage. 
but that's Devin's really wooing our our listeners yeah right <laughs> you're welcome everybody but that's not the sole purpose of for getting right. married of getting married um also you shouldn't see a marriage as a challenge that you have to win at quote unquote win at uh yes it is absolutely a challenge you will not always see eye to eye that's the same for any relationship um, but you shouldn't pursue a relationship merely because you think it'll be a challenge and something that you want to conquer. Like mm-hmm. you can't win at marriage. There's like there's no winning. Uh, it's just for um, the sole purpose of being united and on a, uh, a united front and just loving each other. Um, so I mean, he's not wrong in the sense that there is some economic activity involved. Yeah. Um, but he's going at it in all the wrong ways um he's just seeking that dowry um without mm-hmm. even thinking about like okay what what does marriage mean what right. what does the act represent well truthfully i think this goes back to the first question of his environment is the reason that he thinks this way it's because he needs the money that he's seeing marriage as a mercenary act it's because right and, and that's really sad because you see it you see this happen in a lot of these older uh, era pieces where it's like the marriage was happening for a particular match purpose or a particular yep. family purpose or a particular economic purpose. So for the time, like, I don't really think this was honestly, sadly, I don't think this was uncommon, especially of men. Well, I guess both men and women, honestly. Um, but at the same time, like, I do think Petruchio, what, what's interesting is it doesn't seem to me, that his marriage to Catherine in the end is something that he regrets. So, like, mm-hmm. be, in his head that it's an economic activity at first doesn't actually shape the fact that it turns out to be a good or a bad marriage, which is interesting. Um, but it's definitely, like, something that makes me mad as a modern <laughs> woman. Uh, but oh, at the same sure. time, his view of marriage is contorted because he's not viewing her as a human being that he wants to love. Right, he's just as a monetary as a value. To his money. Yeah, so right. that's obviously a problem. But again, like, marriages at the time obviously. were just like that, which is really kind of sad. <laughs> it is. It is disrespectful. Boo. Boo. All right. Uh, what do you think makes these two work so well, and how are they paired so well together? Well, here's the thing, okay? Like, it really kind of upsets me that he ends up quote unquote taming her because I actually find them to be kind of an enjoyable couple. When they I first agree. Meet. When they first meet, I was like reading them like being sassy at each other. I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like, I think their relationship's kind of cute. They're giving it back to each other. And that's why by the end, I'm like, he actually just like took her out of the place where I like th- would consider like a healthy back and right. forth relationship, which is disappointing to me because Catherine was such a she was so fiery and then all of a sudden she's just this submissive woman but that's the question ultimately is did she lose her fire or did she just see that Petruchio was worth serving that's really Mm -hmm. the question that like we have to come back to by the end of this and I'm not sold either way because he just like really used inhumane if he didn't use inhumane ways like, ah, we'll have to talk about it, Devin. We'll have to talk about it. It's like she's Do some you kind have of a animal. question about his weird his weird things later, or should I talk about it now? Mm-hmm. I believe so. 
Okay, we'll talk about it then. But what do you think, Devin? I think what makes them work so well is that they challenge each other and they're hard people. They're just hard people and they force each other to, like, be sassy. I don't know. It's just enjoyable for me in the beginning. So, yeah, I agree. I think um, they both just have that spunk. Like, they both have a good spunk about them. Um, They are able to give each other what they already dish out. Um, (laughs) They kind of level the playing field and create a space for them to be more honest with each other and even honest with themselves. Um, Yeah. Isn't an immediate attraction? Probably not. Um, But they are... She, like, hits him at first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they are able... (laughs) But they are able to put up with each other, um, which no one else is able to do. So they just fit perfectly in that way. No one else can put up with, um, with Catherine and nobody else, um, really cares to, no one else tries. Yeah. That's the worst part. Yeah. So that's, I just think they have, they're so alike that I question like you were questioning. Does he, take away her passion like not passion but her fire her um her angstiness or do they just equal out so well that right. there's a balance like i don't know which right. one it is yeah no and and hopefully we get that answer by the end of this this uh episode but at the same time i think it's something we're meant to keep questioning to questioning is yeah. like it's such an odd story and the way it begins is even odd it's like it just is very unsettling the whole thing oh, so the, i wonder if the, it's just what do they call it the intralog no what is it called where it's like the guy the who's sly. like drunk and then they make yeah. him think that he's like they, a king and they we put don't on get a, a play resolution inside of a play. yeah it's just a po- i think that's just like a logistics thing really for shakespeare plays it's like a setup but like Right. I still think of it as part like he's trying to tell us something and it was just so bizarre. So <laughs> we won't even get into that. We're going to focus on Catherine and Petruchio, but yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, next question. Controlled by two wealthy and powerful men, her father, Baptista and her suitor, Petruchio. Catherine is forced to play the part of a wife, a social role that she initially rejects. What are your thoughts here? This gets right to the freaking heart of the question. Devin, <laughs> damn it. Oh, my gosh. So this play really shows the patriarchal nature of of society and how men can use their power to influence others. Um, I'm not sure if that was Shakespeare's initial purpose of this play or not, but it's certainly not hidden (laughs) in any shape or form. Um, And while she is, while Catherine is initially forced into the relationship, I think it works out for her in the end. Um, she generally finds someone who only wants the quote unquote normal or quote unquote sensible submission submission mm-hmm. of her wife to her husband. Um, the one that has its limits and is based on mutual love and respect. Um, she finds her match in Patricio. It's, it's an equal playing field. I, I don't know if that is consistent to the end, but that's the problem they f- is they do, I, they are equal. And then he like destroys her. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the rest of it, but um, the initial, the initial um, relationship itself, 
Um, I think just, I don't know. She's forced into it, and I don't know if it's a bad forcing into it or if it's a you. It's like a necessary, a necessary evil in a sense. Like right. she's she's been trying to prevent this, um, but secretly she's like avoiding it, but at secretly all costs. wanting it as well. Yeah, um, secretly wanting to get married, but like knowing that there's a lot of like nuance to it and guys that mm-hmm. are just mean and yeah, and like call her a shrew and but, yep. So it's her insecurity she, and she, holding yeah, her and back. She's been put. She's been pushed pushed against she, she's in, have she's had so much adversity in her life because people have always seen her as something so she just feels like she's not what everyone wants in a wife so why should i want to be a wife that everyone else expects me to be right I'm myself why like i'm not going to fit that role so why why should i even try um right but now that she is forced into the relationship she's like oh i don't have to I don't have to try anymore. I don't have to pretend. Right, I can just be myself. It's interesting. I have thought a lot about this. (laughs) Um, I really have, because at first I was raging. I was furious. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, But I think, I have to think about this for a minute, Devin. This is a hard question to answer well. I know. Um, (laughs) The fact of the matter is, originally I was raging, and then I was starting to come around to it because I was like, maybe, like what you're saying, maybe Petruchio just needed to take the lead and lead her into marriage, like Mm -hmm. a little bit. But I I think more that I think about it, um, she seems uncomfortable for a lot of the time that he, you know when he's being like degrading to his servants and she's like, okay, right. you can stop now. Now you think he's <laughs> making a point to her like this is how you treat people and it's not comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if like he was like trying to do that in a virtuous sense, like I'm teaching you how you are or if that's just who he is and it like makes her right. uncomfortable. And I think that's something that needs to be established before we can like make a claim as to whether or not they're good for each other. I would argue more than anything, the reason that she ended up being quote unquote tamed is because she was confused. Like he was just doing Mm -hmm. all of this confusing stuff that like (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to deal with. Like, and she just sort of was like, you're an enigma to me. So I'm just going to deal with this. Like it, it did not seem to have a really good conclusion to me, especially because the way at the end that they end up finding out she's like quote unquote tamed is when they are betting on whose wife is the most submissive. And it turns out that like it's her. And I'm yeah. like, that just doesn't seem like Catherine to me. <laughs> doesn't fit, right? You know? And then he tells her to do all this weird stuff and she just does it. And I'm just like, ugh. It's uncomfy. But uncomfy. <laughs> it really is uncomfy, honestly. Um so I guess we'll just see what happens with the rest of these questions <laughs> yeah we'll just see what i'm sorry i i devolve into the same thing every time because it's just uncomfy yeah i no, don't like it we'll we'll see if we can get other feelings involved um yes, please try to stir up other feelings because <laughs> i am so i'm still raging a little bit i can't put the fire out put it out put it out uh anyways uh next question in act two scene one why is Kate, who is usually so vocal, not able to speak when Petruchio claims that they will be wedded on Sunday? 
You have to answer this for me, Devin, because I don't freaking know. I think she's confused. She's <laughs> Just like, blown out of the water. <laughs> she's like, you actually are still here, like wanting to marry me. And I think yeah. also like he's being super weird. He's dressed up weirdly. He's like, he looks like he's been mauled when he gets there. Like, he's oh, not we'll even talk about the wedding regular... shortly. Yeah. I'm like, she's so freaking confused. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about when he pr- when he proposed. Before the, yeah, when he's that, just saying, okay, like, this I'm going to marry part. you. Yeah. Because she's, I think she's confused. It's the first yeah. time someone has been so intensely chasing her. I agree. Which is interesting. Uh, first, I think there she's just not used to being stood up against in a way. Like, she's not mm-hmm. used to having someone push back against her. Uh, she's used to commanding others, not being commanded yeah. herself. Um, so it comes as a shock to her. It has a, yep. st- he's like, he doesn't give her a choice. He's like, I'm going to marry you on Sunday. I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I so kind of like that. So it kind of has, like that. it has like this stunning effect on her where she's just, mm-hmm. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah. But not only that, but she's also never had anyone court her around before. Um, and here someone is not only asking to be her suitor, but also her husband. Um, she's blown out of the water and also is starting to envision a life where she could one day be courted and be the wife right. to someone. Um, she's always wanted this moment and now it's here and she's just like in awe and speechless. Um, so I think it's a cute moment in a way um, where she's just flattered because um, she's just used to commanding the room and here Petruchio enters and he's commanding the room and he's calling the shots. And um, I think she's a little intrigued. Um, yeah. I think she's taken aback and just surprised that somebody is actually like standing up to her and she's kind of just like in enjoying it a little bit like it's sometimes it's hard to be the leader the entire time so you're kind of like yes. someone else <laughs> someone else doing Please. the thing um so i don't know well, i think there's oh, i think there you can see that in two ways that she's just already being submissive or that she's just in awe and uh kind of speechless of the fact that wow i'm I'm, he's proposing to, to, to me he's right. proposing to me <laughs> yeah no I think the proposal now that I like fully understand the part you're talking about the proposal Sorry. is kind of a great moment no 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 I, I completely because I forgot the next one was about the wedding I completely <laughs> love that moment because that's exactly what it is but moving to the next question because this is like the part that actually pisses me off <laughs> um, what a wedding day Am I right? So, why does Petruccio make an utter mess of their wedding? And why doesn't Kate put up more of a fight? How does this wedding demonstrate the type of marriage that they will have? Um, It's really just another way to show her that she's not in control. And that this relationship is not going to be about her and merely one side. Which is upsetting to me. (laughs) Does it? Because you show the F up in a nice suit for your wife on time. Oh yeah, I agree. Show respect, bro. Does it Mm -mm. suck? Absolutely. I'd be horrified if my bride showed up late and dressed like a slob. Um, For Kate, it's humiliating and she's terrified that she made herself so vulnerable to Petruccio. And she's walking all over her. However, <laughs> Patricia's goal. Don't you send a <laughs> I, <I'm> however just... <laughs> over here. Oy, oy, Patricia's oy. goal is to show Kate how poorly she treats those around her. 
Maybe. Right? Savoring a taste of her own medicine is eye-opening as she didn't understand how cruel she was before. He wants to show her a mirror of herself through him in hopes of waking her up to the reality of her behavior. This wedding sets up the construct of their give and take relationship. Like, I'm going to give you something, but I'm also going to take something like uh, take like give and take. It's always back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be equals no matter what, even if Patricia has to work it out of her. Um, so I it's. A really poor and trashy setup of their marriage but i do like the give and take and it's his i don't want to say process but it's his way of like showing that this isn't all about you um but it's I, also not all about him either and that's one of the things that gets me about Petruccio. the guy that she ends up marrying does have to be a little bit like you know, cocky and loud and obnoxious. He just does. But at the same time, like, you don't have to be a complete jerk. Like, yes. I just... And that's, that's really what issue. this is. is he's he just, goes he's too just being far. a jerk to be a jerk. Right, right. He goes too far. Like, they're showing up, like, late or, or something. Like, especially because I believe marriage vows are so <laughs> important. And he's mm-hmm. screwing around with her while they're getting married. That's yeah. But I, it, it screwed up to me. But at the same time, like, I do no, get I agree. the purpose of it. I get the purpose that he's trying to portray. I just think he goes too far. I I, I agree one hundred percent. I don't think ma- the wedding day is the time to like the, yeah. <laughs> no. to mess around. No, <laughs> of course they only did have one day together before the wedding day, so I don't really know how special they those ha- vows yeah, they ha- really in were in the play and itself. Then, I guess, yeah. but the, I don't know when the original like when the date was. But he said Sunday, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. Thursday or like they had yeah, a couple of days like together, a couple of like, days, <laughs> but still, literally, regardless. Um, moving on, what is Petruccio's plan to tame Kate, and why does he continue to enact this plot as he already wedded her? So We've this is where about you this, this is where you get your rage a little bit. Thank about. you. This is my problem. <laughs> this okay? is your platform. Oh, get on your soapbox. <laughs> okay, here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to one show her how rude she's been to people. Two, show her that she's not in control. All the things we've been talking right. about. And just three, confuse her a little bit to the point that she's not sure his next move. Which to me is manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I guess, I guess what concerns me is like there are things that he does that he just does to piss her off outright. And I don't know how this ends up working in his favor, but somehow like by Shakespeare's rules, it does. Mm-hmm. And that's what's concerning. I guess like, I would like to understand, I think what would help me understand the relationship a bit more is more of Kate's inner perspective. Dialogue um, or thought. We only really get her inner perspective, one, when she's talking about her sister being an idiot, and then at the <laughs> end, when she's talking about what a good marriage looks like. And that's a really interesting monologue that she gives. Right. Um, Which we'll talk about. We will talk about it. Um, I don't know. He's doing it to like basically manipulate her into understanding that he's in control. And yeah. that's so problematic to me. I, like I get, I get that there are ways that men lead in a relationship and there are ways that women lead in a relationship. But he's making it seem like she has no place to lead in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is not a marriage of equals. They were equals when no. they first saw each other. 
Then when they got married, he started to treat her in a very different way. And that's my yeah. concern. The, yeah, my concern as well. Um, but essentially his plan is to kill her with kindness. <laughs> like Yeah, he does. He pulls out the kindness. He's like, oh, no, he's like, you don't need oh, to Oh, no, the that. bed's not good enough. Let's take all these sheets off. Oh, no, the food's right. not good enough. It's too cold. Or, I forgot what he says. If it's too cold or too gamey or something. But, like, right. take this back. It's not good enough for her. Um, so right. he, like, overloads her with too much kindness. And she feels like, this is overbearing. I can't take this anymore. Yes, uh, yes. So, and it, it's it's not necessarily, like, a... Not not like literally killing her, but it like a tiring. No, I know. It, it's a tiring He's doing down it because he wants to show her that she thinks so highly of herself, and so oh, if you mm-hmm. think so highly of yourself, like you, let me this let me good pie enough. into this. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get why he's doing it. I just don't know. I don't know. I would like to see this, like. Because Shakespeare's plays are meant to be seen, not yeah, necessarily I'd read. Like to so see I would it like to see too. it and see how they portray these characters and if I, how I feel about it at the end of the play. That would change it, I think. It really would. It gives you more of a depth to Kate's character, which mm-hmm. I think we need to understand this. Yeah. Um, maybe we should go see it, Devin. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. How do these two... How are these two... At, wow, I cannot read today. What... How... <laughs> <laughs> Fam, we're starting over. How do these two at odds find love in the chaos of their situation? What does this say about love? Kind of like what I said before, I think they create an environment where they can both be themselves and their witty banner becomes flirtatious, 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 <laughs> and they just click. Um, yeah. I don't. Like, even when he is in the process of, quote-unquote, taming her, they're, right. he's, they're still flirty about it. Um, right. And I think over time, they just... The, the pieces kind of just align where they are able to see eye-to-eye eye and finally click. Um, yep. And I think this says, like amidst their chaos of a situation because they're both kind of putting on a show. I think um, it says that love isn't always what you first expect. Um, and love can come from the most unlikeliest, unlikeliest of places. Um, mm-hmm. Neither of them, I mean, obviously Petruchio expects to seek love out of this, but I don't think he necessarily, actually, I don't think he does expect love out of this. I think he's just in this relationship for the money. And then he yep. finally... Um, puts his heart first instead of the money and they just are able to click (laughs) yeah it does happen okay um yeah i mean they're definitely at odds um i think that I, oh, it's so hard for me to get on board devin i know so freaking sorry I, I think that maybe I have a really shallow reading of this story. Like, I wish that I, I could pull out some more symbolic things between their relationship, but I just look at it like a stubborn woman who would never want to go through that. But in the end, like, I, I do believe that, like, she's not stupid. So ultimately, I don't think he's just manipulated her into a trance yeah. of being with him. Oh, no, she's I not do stupid. Think, I think that... Maybe she submits to him because she loves him. I think that's maybe what it is. But 
I just find that so hard to admit and so hard to like get on board with because of like his methods of manipulation. No, I agree. Um, it's strange. And I'll always devolve into the same response, so I apologize, but I, I, I still don't know what my answer for the last one's going to be, Devin. I still don't I know. know. Same. So let's dive in more. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, no! My feminist <laughs> rage! So what are your thoughts on the husband's testing of their wives? And what about Kate's speech at the close of the play? First of all, it's bull. Because you're trying to make money <laughs> off of this stupid effing thing. I'm sorry. No. But, uh, <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. He's just laughing See, at me right now. So I'll, I'll answer that as well. Uh, Shakespeare had a way of portraying everyday life like i feel like i could see this happening today at a party or something like bro 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 how much you want to bet my wife will come over here right now if i call her but you could also like the roles could also be reversed where the wives are also betting on the husbands like That's I true. like I feel and like I feel like if we, we did a role be as reversal mad about that for some reason, yeah, which is of a course not because it's a double standard outright. But you're right. It, it's a funny situation that if you flip it either way, like it happens. Like yeah. Oh, I bet my husband is the first one to do this, or I bet my wife is the last one to leave the room, or like you know what I mean. Like right. it, it, we just like say those things because what I do think is interesting about it is that Bianca doesn't show. That is what I think is most. That's what I think is most noteworthy because in the beginning she's seen as like the one that the everybody innocent, wants. Like, let me then, let me like, please she everybody. Won't come when she's called and she doesn't give a reason for it. She says I'm busy, mm-hmm. which basically could mean a lot of different things. Yep. Um. So that's really really interesting to me because it turns out that Kate has found more of something that she submits to, more that she respects, which is her relationship with Patricia. I, I think it also that. says, like, she wants to actually be with Petruchio. Whereas mm-hmm. the other one's like, oh, I'm too busy doing other things versus, like, Kate's, like, Petruchio asks for Kate. And he's, she's like, oh, yeah, I want to go see him. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's the same vibe that we're supposed to get. I don't but. think it's the vibe. <laughs> I wish it was, but I don't know if it is. That's Anyways, why I'm so, so confused. We answered the first part of that question. So what about Kate's speech at the close of the play? What about it? Oh, was that part of the question? That's the second half of that question. Oh, I didn't even read it. I actually forget what you said, Devin. (laughs) That's too funny. (laughs) You go first. Devin, tell me your thoughts first because I read it. I just don't remember exactly. Yeah, no, that's fair. I also read it, but uh, I read it a while ago, so I'm. Do you want me to go get my book? No, no, I I can do it. Uh, I think Kate just seems to view her marriage as a chance to find peace and. Um, that she's just something that she's always envisioned having. Um, but it's also within a prescribed role that she's been handed. Like she, she never wanted, uh, she didn't necessarily always want to be a wife. She's always had this, that kind of dream, but she, now that she's been given this role, like you're, you're going to be my, my wife. Uh, she's finally found some type of level harmony with it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't know if it's necessarily about women that it's necessary for women to subjugate themselves to men, Mm -hmm. but more in the sense of like, it's necessary to find peace and harmony within a relationship where you can respect the husband and a husband can respect the wife. Um, And um, where there's just a balance. I just, 
I hope that he also comes when she calls. Mm, true. That Preach. If yes. I, I could answer this question <laughs> fully if we also saw her calling out for him and him showing up for her. Mm -hmm. Because what I, what I kind of think would happen is she would call upon him and he would say, you're I'm my busy. wife, I'm not coming, yeah. I'm busy. Like, you're just my wife. Like, you, I call you, you don't call me. That's the issue that I have. <laughs> That's fair. If it, if it were a matter of mutual respect, which I think is what Shakespeare is trying to say, is that she's, she's submissive to him because she actually found a, a companion of a, equal value. Right. If, and of course, modern readers would need to see her call, come when he calls and then he come to her when she calls. Right. For me, that would that would seal the deal that they're respecting each other as equals. That's fair. In this case, I'm just really not sure. And so the next question, as I'm still brewing with all of this, <laughs> is their love real or is it all a ruse? <sighs> you don't know. <laughs> Uh, one scene that I love between these two is their kiss. Um, when they are like out in public and he's like, kiss me, Kate. And she's like, I don't want to kiss you in public. <laughs> he's like, well, why not? Like, are you ashamed of me or something? And she's like, no, I'm not ashamed of you. Like, it's a nice, like flirty, um, scene where they actually do admit to each other that they like are falling for each other. Um, right. So I, th uh, uh, I think it's real because it's not all a ruse. No, I th I think it developed response. over time through their portrayal of a ruse. Um, but I I, th I I I I think it's real. <laughs> My hesitancy is heavily laid in there. I don't think it's all. F I don't think it's all fake. Mm -hmm. Again, we just don't get enough of the story to know if it's all real. Right. Either. That's a real cop-out answer. I'm sorry, listeners. This episode has been me <laughs> raging about the taming of the shrew. Truthfully, I'm sorry. but We love it, but it's also... We love it! Okay, ask the question, crazy. Devin. Where are we All right, at? yes, absolutely. So, do we ship it? I'm going to say outright no. Mm. I'm really sorry, Devin. And and I wish that I could say even a caveat, but there's just, there's no purpose for me in saying, oh, you know, like if we got a little bit more clarity here, I just don't like the way he manipulated her. So I got to outright just That's say. That's fair. No. I, uh, are ahead. you familiar, are you familiar with the movie version of this? What is it called? Is it 10 Things I Hate About You or something like that? I no. don't know. Is that Taming is of the it? Shrew? It, which one is it? Oh, crap. Um, Let me look. Yeah, do that real quick. Um, I'm mixed, though. I don't know. <sighs> I... Yeah, I, I'm still on the fence, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I think yeah, it that, is. It's is loosely it based on Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily familiar with it. Are you familiar with that one, Esmo? No, no, no. But I, I'm like semi-familiar yeah, with the, the premise. Right. But that's really it. Regardless. Um, yeah, I'm still mixed. I don't know. I I think at the start of their relationship, they have something nice working for them. But they have chemistry. as it develops, I don't know if I'm as sold on it as I would like to believe. Um, like uh -huh. I said, I would love to see an actual production of this that way i could 
and obviously like actors and directors can choose how to present somebody but i feel like mm-hmm. i'd be if visualizing it it's just i would like to see more i would like yeah. to see um maybe once Devin and i go to see taming of the true <laughs> we'll redo this episode <laughs> for everybody um uh, I, yeah, I definitely think it's up to it's ultimately up to like how people portray it and um, how you perceive it yeah yeah um which is always yeah, kind of how still Shakespeare mixed goes. don't know how i feel about it but that's what we think about Tammy the Shrew. At least semi think about Tammy the Shrew. Yeah, let's <laughs> what see what commenters. Yeah, think. let's see what all of our readers, our listeners think. All right, so we have a comment here from Camille. Thank you for writing in, Camille. Mm-hmm. She says, "I like to think that they were both in on it and swindled her father out of the money. I also like to think that they are both the Shrew and tame each other. That's kind mm-hmm. of a neat perspective, um, or realize that they shouldn't cha- they shouldn't tame each other." But overall, the source text is kind of sexist and weird. It really comes down to the staging. (laughs) So, yeah, she agrees with us, Devin. We need to go see it in person, truthfully. And I I 100% agree. I think there are notions that possibly they both work together. And there are notions where they are both working to tame each other. But I just don't know if it's fully well constructed in order for me to say yes i support this relationship versus no i don't support it like i'm still i would have to see it yeah let's watch 10 things i hate about you let's do that about that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um and our second comment comes from sarah thanks sarah here is what sarah has to say the thing i love about shakespeare is that you don't always know who he is talking about in the title or in his symbolism. In my opinion, the sister is the one who is the shrew. I think Kate was testing the men that came to her. This is a story of two strong-willed people who came together and challenged each other. There are definitely weird moments that we need to address, but in general, I think they challenge each other well. Yep. Yeah. I think that we agree with both of these comments. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But uh, yeah, very interesting. Thank you, ladies. And thank you for sending that in. Okay, all. So we're at the end of our episode. Thank you guys for listening. This yes. was a fun one because you just got to listen to me, you know, yell rant, the whole rant, time. Rant, 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 rant. Ranting, ranting, ranting. <laughs> uh, but let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. And of course, if you're interested in joining us for a show or sending in a comment, please reach out. Email us at weshipitpodcast at gmail.com or reach out on social media. Yes. And of course... Um, if you're enjoying the podcast or want to let us know what you think we are um, or how we are doing, um, please rate and review. We'd love to hear from you guys. We are so thankful for all of your support always and forever. Yep. Thank you. We love you. Sit by my side and let the world slip. We shall ne'er be younger. <laughs> it's basically Shakespeare's YOLO, which made me YOLO. really happy. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Bye, guys.